I have to admit, I was pretty drunk when I watched this. No. I did a lot of notes. Wow. Pissed off. <laughs> Pissed off. <laughs> like th- four pages of notes, and I haven't reread them. I think, I think Five. He- Jesus. What I've for written, this episode? I've written, I'm pretty sure I just wrote down what happened. <laughs> the whole thing. I think the, equi- the equivalent of you being Cooper for no reason. Just write that down. How drunk were you? You were drunk to write that. Get it a gate. This is episode 43. We're talking Stargate SG1. The full get into gate team is here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Matty Gibson. Yo. Brendan Gibson. Yeah, sure, you betcha. Snookums. <laughs> what the hell? And, and Reese, follow that up, mate. Yeah, g'day, guys. <laughs> oh, could have given us a more hey, campus. Stargate fans are going to dig that, Reese. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> have you had a lot of sugar today, Brendan? <laughs> Not enough. Are you really drunk right now? <laughs> and, um,. I've had a lot of lemon tea My God, running really. through me. We are three Stargate fans and one newbie, that being Reese, watching it for the first time. We are watching it all over again and just uh, going through it and finding out what a new viewer thinks of it 20 years on. This is the season finale of season two, boys. Out of mind. Let's revert, as we always do, to the DVD synopsis and find out what goodness it's got for us this week. O'Neill Awakens. Seemingly from a 79-year cryogenic sleep. Seemingly. Like, that was, well, it seems like I've been asleep for 79 years. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> to find that his team is long dead. I've got a 79-year-old morning wood. <laughs> <laughs> this bad boy ain't going away anytime soon. Wow. You know how I know this is going to be a loose episode? I've never been interrupted reading this synopsis before. O'Neill awakens seemingly from a 79-year cryogenic sleep to find that his team is long dead. He is questioned about Stargate, but then discovers that it's a setup, and he's actually a prisoner of the Gould, who intend to learn all his secrets and then destroy him. <laughs> what a, totally. He is questioned about Stargate, not the Stargate. Mm. He's actually questioned about the show. It's meta. <laughs> yeah. So what about uh, what's SG One like? What's, uh, what's Hammond's real name? <laughs> <laughs> Is Walter as cool as he seems? (laughs) When's Walter coming back? (laughs) So because last last episode was a time travel one, I was going, did they get shot, slingshot into the future? First time I watched this. Yeah, it's it's a weird back-to-back situation, isn't it? Yeah, totally is. Because, yeah, back in time, one episode, and then you're forward in time. I'm just like, oh, this is, they're just going like way out there. (laughs) Like they've got just four ideas and they're like, Let's just do it back to back. Yeah, <laughs> and it's almost like they partly ruined their own twist with last week's show. It's like they went to the future. Yeah, they yeah. went what like sixty years into the future and said, "Look, this is what the SGC looks oh, like. Yeah. We don't use the room. Everything's got towels and be sheets devastated. over it." And, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. he wakes up seventy nine years in the future, and is he to assume? Well, hang on. In the nineteen years that we saw Cassandra as an old woman, yeah. they really got things firing up again. <laughs> oh, we're back. Yeah. But yeah, it was good call. I don't know, strange. Strange back to back. Like they, they should have they could have very easily, I think, fit show and tell in between these two episodes. It wasn't yeah. like uh last week's nineteen sixty nine was a crucial build up to this episode. If yeah. anything, yeah, might maybe it ruined it. I don't know, maybe not. Well, I mean it's a clip, clip show. show. Clip show. show for the clip show. So uh <laughs> they've obviously run out of money. For me it was different to politics because um politics was good. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've got some all. things to say, though. I tell you, I, you go. I feel like I'm going to say something controversial to the majority of the room. Well, I just felt that because they had that technology and they were actually seeing their memories. I memories thought, that they weren't present for. Yeah, from a third person seeing, point of view. They were seeing themselves <laughs> in the memory. Yeah, but even so, for me, it was kind of intertwined. It what didn't feel like it until kind of more to the back end of the episode that it was a clip show. And like mm. politics, 15 minutes in, you're like, well, this mm. is a rerun. Yeah, poli- politics was like literally, oh, th- let's cut it right there and there's the clip. Yeah. Whereas mm. this, it's like there's a reason why we're watching the clips. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. showing it's showing it's showing it from their memory. Yeah, at the same time it does really bring up a, a, a big pet peeve I have when you do see things like this in sci fi type shows where they can show someone's memory. They show, you know, footage from the actual episode. It's like, mm. well, hang on, O'Neill didn't see it that way because he's seeing himself well, on that vision. Then I'm like, you know but a lot of the rest of the of the clips they showed they showed to the audience, it filled the screen up for us as we're watching. Yeah. So I'm like, well, we're just watching the memory they're having. We're not yeah. necessarily yeah. watching from their POV. Here's, here's the problem, though, is one of Daniel's... Oh, sorry, one of Daniel's flashbacks yes. is of Jack with Hathor getting turned into a Jafar. Yes, yeah. Daniel yeah. wasn't present for it wasn't that. There. Yeah, that was really <laughs> weird. Um, Carter wasn't present for the flashback of Apophis when Apophis and Chlorel ringed out of the ship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was one of her memories. So I just feel like I forgive politics because I can look past the flashbacks because what's in between it is brilliant. Yeah. The problem I have with this is politics, A, wasn't the season finale, at least as much as you guys hate politics. Well, pretty close to it. Look, Yeah, but look what came straight after politics, one of our favourite episodes of the season. Yeah. This is our season finale. Yeah. It's a clip show, and then the big reveal at the end Hathor? Yeah. Really? Come on, man. Last the goddess season... of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like last season was like was like Apophis, and he's got yeah. two ships orbiting Earth, and the self-destruct's been set, and oh, everyone's going to die. And this, yeah. this, this big cliffhanger right at the end is, oh, someone's going to become a Jafar. Oh, wait, Jack was already Jafar, and we fixed that. Hmm. And that was a season and a half well, ago. For me, it was Hathor <laughs> saying, if you don't tell me everything I want to know, I'm going to stick a ghoul inside you that will tell me everything I want to know. I'm like, mm, then why the charade? Why, so why, did, she, why <laughs> yeah. did she spend all that time and effort recreating the base? Yeah. yeah. Not just one, three. Yeah. yeah. yeah three yeah, separate yeah. entire bases. Yeah. <laughs> and a she's cast. a dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> I just... This is why I said you She's guys... been in Mexico for 3,000 years. <laughs> she loves being the centre of attention, obviously. That's... Like, it is it is a good cliffhanger in the sense... That, okay, th- they've been captured. Like, at least with... Uh... It's a good cliffhanger in the sense that they didn't finish the episode. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> like, you got last year, they weren't, they weren't captured. They were on board a ship, but they weren't, you know, known to Apophis or anything like that. They were in that room... They were going, shit, we're on a path to Earth and this is going to blow up Earth. It's like, shit, there's a lot of danger there, but they're still safe in the moment. This is like, we've, we've yeah, okay, we've cut in the middle of a scene. But yeah, the lead up to it, like, yeah. I I honestly, re-watching this again today, I'm like, I think, yeah, gun to my head situation, I might prefer politics to this. because. Thank you, sir. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not going to high five. I'm not high five. You hanging, bitch. I'm not high five. He's not proud of it. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. But I think yeah, fully what... left him hanging. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you... 
<laughs> Brendan was right though. Like you're 15 minutes into politics, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a clip show. This teased you that it wasn't, and then it it overloaded you so much that by the end of the episode, I looked back on it as just being a clip show. Like yeah. I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, why why couldn't you turn this into a a fully fledged episode. Why did this have to be some stupid clip yeah. show? Like, even if you wanted to end on the cliffhanger that Hathor is holding out a mature ghouled symbiote in front of them saying, I will implant you with this and you will be my slave and tell me everything I want to know, why can't you fill in the rest of the story before then? Why but not like- show them really trusting the future SGC yeah. people like and so that 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 reveal <laughs> means so much more rather than Jack just accidentally overhearing them talking Gould in front of him yeah. like why the f- would they risk that yeah. this is this is the season finale there's not going to be any Stargate on your televisions for you know three months when yeah. This, yeah. this first aired this was the hook to bring you back next season there was an act break in Hathor in season one where Jack is literally turned into a Jafar with <laughs> an a pouch. Act break. Yeah. And that was just an act break. Yeah. All she's doing here is the season finale yeah. is holding up a Gua Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Hathor. And it's like... But they spent $40,000 in that CGI. <laughs> I know, right? I think that's the, that's the first CGI. First CGI, yeah. Um, Gould. Gould, too. Yeah, right. Which they probably shouldn't have put in the same episode that's a, that's a clip show where you actually see her first appearance where she's laying in a spa bath of full of shrimp that are just like rubber props floating <laughs> yeah. and they look so lifeless. Yeah. Bubbles. And I'm like, I know yeah. they, they're maturing and they're growing, but surely they have a little bit more. I mean, they're, they're screeching for Christ's sake. And then yeah. you're like, CGI, this is what we, this is how good we can make a good look. And I'm like, well, don't show us how bad they used to look then. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. true. I just, I just feel like Jack was, he said what, at least I was thinking. You don't think Apophis. Silence! <laughs> oh, I was so hoping never to see you again. <laughs> to me, that's what everyone was thinking. Was <laughs> yeah. So... yeah. No, they, I think they I didn't think even flange all... her voice when she did that really high pitched oh, yeah. silence. She's flanged for the rest of the, yeah. of the scene, but for some Maybe reason, left that much. silence. Really I think high. we're all in agreement that this is a shitty end of a season, mm. and the only reason that I've defended it all is because of the politics angle. Otherwise, I'd be like, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> so what, you're, you're be- honestly it's... saying that you would rather watch this again than politics? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's... I like the premise of it, how it was all a storyline while they were... It wasn't just sitting around talking and then thrown to a clip. Yeah. It was an actual storyline to it. But in saying that... I pick. I picked it every time. Yeah, yeah. The they, they bring the, they so bring long. they bring the capsule oh, out. I picked so that it was going to be an mm. SG, member of the SG one. And then when they started talking about, oh, so that could be an enemy of the gold. Yeah, and like, I'm like, okay, well, no one's dead then. But at least yeah. I feel like I feel like politics was kind of like a season wrap up, and it's like, well, here's all the things that have happened. Here's you know, here's the important stuff. If you've missed, if you're only just getting into the show. Mm. Yeah. One of the flashbacks for this episode was back to the Knox. Mm. But that, that's what I got to give him credit for. The, the flashbacks were the shit that I loved watching. So yeah. it was politics. It wasn't... Politics was good shit. They didn't show. I can't remember it, stuff. to be honest. Mm, but I just feel they like. They showed the knocks. They showed the Asgard. Yeah, they showed the stuff from the fifth race. Mm. Like they, you know, yeah. And they showed a bit of Thor's hammer stuff. Oh, sorry, Thor's chariot stuff. Yeah. So they really did cherry pick all the, all yeah. the best stuff. Um, but it just. To me, it was a, it was a bigger stretch. To, to include it into the plot than it was for politics. Yeah, yeah right. And it, so yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense at all. I just like I, I, for me, honestly, I always it's deleted from my memory almost because yeah. when I go back and rewatch, I'm like, oh, where does this fit in? Because mm. it doesn't mm. matter. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. Nothing is happens. The, the season three opener is a brilliant episode. Yeah, and it's the two part. It's the second part to this cliffhanger. Yeah, and it's brilliant. 
So it shows like what this show can do when it's got money and they've had a bit of a break to make yeah. another pass on mm. the script. But um, but yeah, just this is just full so flat. I think mm. this is going to have to be one of my lowest. Even if we, of both seasons, this has got to be pretty low down in terms of just quality. And yeah, I'm, it's definitely in the horseshit category. <laughs> yeah, they, they say Tilk, Tilk was out for three weeks apparently. He was so fed up from when yeah. SG One got taken. They said he's been unconscious for three weeks. Mm, that's huge. That's like for one of us to be out for like six months or dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, he threatens to leave again. He's well, enough. Not really. If if SG One, oh, my friends aren't here anymore. If S- if the whole of SG One died, I'd probably stop watching. Oh, I guess <laughs> I got news for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. and this is I noticed this for the first time because I sort of when I go back to rewatch it a second time to grab audio and stuff like that, I'm sort of right up close to my computer screen. Till cried. Yeah. When he's like yeah. when he's like piecing out, he just gets the perfect single tear rolling down. And again, they kind of, I in twenty years I'd never noticed that before. Yeah, one thing I really liked about this is is knowing that they were gulled. Well, how good their composure was. Like in those scenes where they weren't getting everything they got from everything they wanted from Jack or or Sam or Daniel, they were like, "That's okay, you know, Captain, or that's okay, you know, Colonel. We'll, you know, we'll hold off. We'll we'll come back tomorrow." And yeah, they mm. would just go and work on somebody else. So of course, they had something else to look forward to. But even the audience didn't ever see them really get frustrated. And even they looked at each other when someone might have made a mistake. If they weren't maybe on the same page of how they wanted to work the scene, you know, and work the lie, mm. they never showed that. Even yeah. when one of the, the, the SG one member was was unconscious, that's what made that whole reveal that the, oh, that, that they were just speaking Gould language in front of O'Neill, even though yeah. he was asleep, as far as they knew. How careless that was, because those the fake SGC, the three fake SGCs, were separate to the actual Gould quarters or, or ship or wherever the hell they are. Mm. So I, I would have maybe liked to have seen the episode where we, the audience, are like. SG one, we believe that it's seventy nine years in the future, and then we get we found out that they're gould and it's present day. But then mm. we watch them how dedicated and committed they are to keeping up with the lie. Maybe you do keep the Hathor reveal because that was always supposed to be this big they, reveal. I think they fucked up by saying to Jack, "Oh, your whole team's dead." Because mm. then, mm. and next minute, and that's why I want to know what you think about it too, Reese is. After they say that everyone except Jack's dead, and then a second cryo tube comes out, and then it's Daniel with a haircut, mind <laughs> me. <laughs> what the hell? What they just gave him a convenient <laughs> trim? Because my <laughs> god, his locks were flowing in '69. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, like I said, I picked it from the start when when they were talking to Jack and they were saying, then they were asking him questions, and then they said, "Oh yeah, they could be a threat to the guy old," and then that's when I clicked. I'm like, "Oh, they're go old." Yeah, this isn't up. this is an SGC. It's Eighty just... years of fighting the Gould, I would have thought so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. And they had to. It was it was funny. They season eighty. <laughs> yeah, it's like God, we're still fighting. <laughs> Are we fighting now? Poffs's great great grandson. <laughs> they make a point a couple of times. Like Teal'c says it when he's recounting the battle, and then Daniel points it as well. How odd it is to see Horace and Serpent Guard working together. Yeah, yeah. Because Ra and and Apophis were were adversaries. But then later on, they, when when it's the reveal that it's Hathor, you kind of go, oh, okay, well, she's been using her breath on them. Like her mm. little her little yeah, poison yeah. ivy breath. From but then she says, oh, no, well, Daniel and Teal are up there. Uh, Daniel and um, Jack and, and Sam, they're, they're immune to it now. Mm. Yeah. So there's clearly a time limit. I just thought it was really convenient <laughs> to, to write around her breath. Be like, oh, no, you guys are immune to it now. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, 
Yeah. That's... So there was just there was too many plot holes in this one. So and... what, what was her? What was the whole basis for her doing it? Gain knowledge of of. Yeah, she said something about the empire. She's, she's been out of out of the loop for a while. So rather than just, I don't know, exploring herself, she decides, oh well, that planet I woke up on, I'm going to recreate that base three from times memory. <laughs> from memory. I'm going to spend a year <laughs> building it and staffing it. So that then they can tell me everything I need to know about the current state of the universe so I can take over? Yeah, right. It's like, well, she clearly had to amass an army and generals and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, couldn't they tell her? From other ghouls. <laughs> and this yeah. was the end goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really, Nailed love? It. If, was... they had him, if they had him out cold, just shove a ghoul in him, he wakes yeah. up. The thing that I was pissed off about was when Carter came out and the woman said, oh, maybe that'll help us defeat Apophis. And she goes, isn't Apophis dead? Mm-hmm. But oh, no, yeah. he's not, because you send him back to Sokar and you know he has a sarcophagus. Yeah. So why are you saying that? Well, it's that murky thing of, well, this is apparently 80, 79 years later. Yeah. So I guess, she, you know, it's like, well, would he, would would Sokar have gotten sick of him by now and actually killed him? True. I did notice that um, Jack and Jack was getting a bit close with Carter. Yeah. Oh, Romantically, God, yeah. sniffing her hair and shit. Yeah, she was, she was like trying to, you know, protect her modesty and sitting up and she's like, get the <laughs> f*** out of my way. And he's yeah. just... Having a little creepy moment, yeah. you know. I think he's sniffed then, her. Yeah, no, no, yeah. When um, when he grabs her and hides behind the the post when the guards are coming through. Oh yeah. And he's like full hugging her from behind and like real close to her hair, and I'm like, dude, that is creepy. Mm, that made the <laughs> that, we can see you. That, that made the DVD cover, I think, as well. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, that little shot there. But yeah, other than that, I, I think it's just a really, it really didn't make an impact on me because the day after I watched it, I, I was thinking back to it, and I'm just like. How did that end again? Like, yeah, I didn't yeah, even remember yeah. it was a two-be-continued. I'm just like, oh, dang, I have to yeah. go back and watch if it again because I can't remember how it finished. If you think about the cliffhanger from last season, it's like you can't wait to watch yeah. the next and episode. And that's how I was. I remember watching the end of the, like, the last episode of the season and going, oh, man, I just I need to watch that episode. Yeah, and this one you're like... But I couldn't because yeah. I was recording a bloody podcast about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, we do want to get to the hairy mailbag, but I did want to just play a little something for you guys. <laughs> Apparently, this episode is based on an on a film from 1964 called 36 Hours, starring James Garner. Yeah, right. Is what right. the story is based on. Ooh. So I actually found the trailer on YouTube. It's yeah, nice. super bizarre. Have a listen to it. Give me any American, and in 36 hours, I will give you back a traitor. The time, six days before D-Day. Major Jefferson Pike, U.S. intelligence, is briefed on the invasion. Two hours later, Major Pike embarks on a crucial secret mission to Lisbon. In less than 24 hours, Major Pike will awaken here in what he thinks is a U.S. Army hospital. In 12 hours, he will age six years. In 36 hours, he will live the most bizarre spy adventure plot ever conceived. How the hell did I get here? (laughs) Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer presents 36 Hours. MGM. Oh, there you go. Really James Garner is Major Jefferson Pike. In 36 hours, he will betray a million men. That music. Academy Award oh, winner Eva Marie Saint Here's is Here's my favorite part. Trapped. The female lead. Desperate. I know this is a strange thing for a man to ask his wife, but... What's your name? Very hysterical. That's where he slaps her. Oh. <laughs> Find out how easy your neck will break. <laughs> yeah, and there's a guy in a chokehold threatening to snap her neck. That's the you trailer. This is the trailer. This is the edited down version of the trailer. 
See it from the beginning. Every second counts. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I hope it's on Netflix. Yeah. I am watching that. <laughs> I want to talk about when uh, Jack, come, Jack comes out of the cryotube and he's fully grey now, all of a sudden. Long hair, grey. And then there's that the guy that's trying to look after him, the Channing Tatum looking <laughs> motherfucker. Like, Take your word for it. <laughs> and then Jack... I, I was ironing about then. <laughs> yeah, Jack takes him out, takes his clothes off, and then throws him into the cryo-freeze. I'm like, that's a brutal, like, brutal way to go just straight into the ice. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's actually a cryo-freeze. Or was it just a... Otherwise, Hathor invented cryo-freeze as well, just for this just big, to do it. big setup. <laughs> All right, my balls are full. My hairy bag is tingling. Yeah, we got we got to do the mailbag. We got to do the mailbag because we have had a lot of people write in. They're, they're catching up with the shows and telling us what they think about our show, the show itself, raising some questions. So we do thank you for writing into the show. You can find us uh, on any of the socials: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just simply search "Get Into Gate," a Stargate podcast. Or Buy drop the us open a line. race. Oh, it's time for the Get Into Gate. Mate, what hairy mailbag monthly. monthly. <laughs> <laughs> We need to rehearse that before we do it. Yeah. No, no, you don't. It's not, it's not, it's not as catchy as has Reese been paying attention. Has Reese got a hairy mailbag? We need to uh, workshop that one. Have you? No. I got one here from uh, uh, Johnny Grimerson. Says, hey guys, I'm Johnny Grimerson from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Whoa. Oh, there you go. Well, I can do my Irish accent. Oh, please don't. It sounds not- like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I'm not. Well, that's the thing about my accent is I'm not sure whether it's Irish or Scottish. I can't quite tell. It's so offensive. I know, right? Grimerson or Grimson? Uh, Grim- Grim- Grimerson? Johnny Grimerson? Mm-hmm. Says, hey guys, I'm Johnny from Belfast, oh, Northern don't. Ireland. He's never going to listen again. I'm a, I'm a big, Sorry, Johnny. I'm a big fan of Stargate SG-1 TV show and I've seen oh every gosh. episode and also love the podcast you do with Fiddle tell me, how many, no, tell, tell me how many times you, tell me how many times you practiced. <laughs> what are you talking about? That is Mrs. Doubtfire. Is it? Yeah, it's totally. Well, if you want, I'm a hip hop and granny with. If you want, well, if, yeah. If, if you want Scottish, you go. Ash, the Eckfarty donkey. Now I'm Scottish. Oh, but shit. Irish, you have to go a little bit higher and put a bit of an American twang on it. Anyway, Johnny says my favorite. <laughs> I think the American accent is an Irish twang. My, my f- <laughs> but anyway, totally. My favorite two episodes is season seven, episode twenty-one oh, and twenty-two, he's... Lost City. Just wondering if you can do a shout out, please. <laughs> Cheers, cunt. guys. Philly D potatoes. Yeah. Sorry, Johnny. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, shit. My grandmother is Irish. I'll have you know. All I'm saying is I've got I've got Irish. You can't blood, read so it. Fine. You can't read it in an Irish accent. Well, I did. So. <laughs> well, I did. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Honestly, if you ask me right now what he what he said in the, in the letter, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He said his favorite episodes is Lost City. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I remember now. Yep, and he's wondering if he could do a shout out, please. Cheers, guys. <laughs> uh, I've got the opportunity to do jo- this, but Johnny, I won't. Tell me, tell me if I nailed it or not. Okay. This uh, this guy, uh, <laughs> oh, Joe geez. McCready, uh, he's from Sheffield, England. You're right. <laughs> That's really good, Brendan. You're right, Sheffield. That's so good. You can all go and get. <laughs> you're right, Sheffield. You're right. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> uh, fantastic show, guys. Binged on the podcast a month ago and now can't wait for every new show. Thank you very much. I've got my brother listening too, but he's not on any of the socials, so you won't be hearing from him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like you that much. <laughs> uh, thank you, Joe. Thanks, mate. Champion. That's awesome. Joe B That's like, uh, four on uh, Instagram. I got one here from Aaron Percival. He says, I recently discovered the podcast. I'm just finishing up on the Hathor episode, and i got to say, I'm really enjoying it. You're oh, welcome, mate, if, Aaron. Yeah, if you enjoyed Hathor, well, then you've got, <laughs> you know. 
He you says, got a lot uh, of other episodes. Maybe he just likes Twisted Sister. I like. I, I really like Aaron because he says you guys are really entertaining, and I'm enjoying the premise of going through it with Reese. Well, thank you, sir. That's why I'm here. Also, does <laughs> I'm, I'm liking him a little bit less now. He says also does Maddie talk about the Gilmore Girls miniseries at any point in the future? Cu- curious to know his thoughts on that too. So, see, there you go. Not, Give no, the people what him. they want. That's a He's... firm tongue in cheek, I believe. <laughs> okay, so it's four episodes. They're ninety minutes. Oh wait, each. he did. They're winter, wait, wait, spring, wait. summer, and fall. Wait, wait, he did. Did, he did put uh, a winking face with the tongue out. Yeah. Nah, no, I'm yeah. just, anyway. So it's, it's and four, a picture it's, of a gun in his head. It's four episodes entitled Winter, oh, Spring, Summer, I hate Manny. No, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say I that. added that bit. So it's <laughs> a little friendly banter. So it's Winter, Spring, Summer, and Fall, named after the Carol King song because the after the original series picks up and it's brilliant. You should do a Gilmore Girls podcast. Oh, I feel <laughs> like it might have already been done just recently. Why? <laughs> Well, that, that have you no- thought about doing a Gossip Girls one? That no, that no. <laughs> well, no. The, the truth is, I've got no friends who like Gilmore Girls. So you, you must had me saying Gossip Girl then. <laughs> I had some responses from uh, last week's episode uh, show and tell because I simply put it on Twitter from uh, Get Any Gates. What do you think of this episode? And uh, Tim at Parks Eight. 8- Four seven two said, "I like it." RDA Richard Dean Anderson obviously always shines in episodes that put O'Neill in the father protector role, which I think is what we said last week, mm. and we love those sort of shows because mm. he got a surrogate son, another one uh, last week, Charlie mm. two point So mm. glad to know that we're on the same track. Uh, Craig at Rama T Boy, I'm not too sure how you pronounce uh, your handle on Twitter. Uh, in response to the same question, what do you think of Show and Tell? He simply wrote, "Was a bit boring." <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Wait, um, was that was that our episode or the episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope the Stargate episode because they can come back from it. I got another. I got one here uh, from Kenneth Price. I'm not sure if we've uh, read this one out before, but mm-hmm. uh, he says uh, watching Ark of Truth. This keeps going through my head. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a thing. Do you know what we should do? We should get some shirts made up. Just Cooper. <laughs> And if you get it, you get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all. Who was that? That was... Uh, that was uh, Kenneth Price. Uh, he also sent you a um, a little meme of Roseanne. Yeah, yeah Dan, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, we got one here from Matt Cormack. Mm. Hi, guys. Keep up the awesomeness. Reese certainly takes a hounding. You're not bloody wrong, mate. Yeah. Pounding would have taken this on a different tangent. Here. I don't well, think we need it. This episode, we don't need no. another tangent like yeah. that. Reese does enjoy pounding, but that's only when Lincoln's here. I found this random video that might interest you. Did Saddam Hussein own a Stargate? Uh, yeah, he also commented on the uh, our 1969 post and said, Young Hammond, the actor who plays Young Hammond in 1969, is in future episodes, not as not as Young Hammond, but as another soldier, so... Yeah. Um, well, what that, episode that, was it? That top actor. Uh, lockdown. He's a good actor. Lockdown, season eight, episode three. So if you want to leave us uh, a message, get a shout out on the Get Into Gate, hairy mailbag. Monthly. Monthly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get jump on the socials. We're on all of them. And uh, we've just found out uh, last week you can jump on iTunes and we're all yeah. o- we're all over this technology <laughs> stuff. Apparently, like, leaving reviews puts you up and be more people can see the podcast and stuff. Yeah. And then the magic yeah. fi- pixies in the internet, yeah, do things and mm. and and you somehow get a hundred bucks in your bank if you give us a, ra- <laughs> yeah. a good rating. Yeah. And you have a good sex life forever, yeah. so yeah. it's good. 
Or you can drop us a line, get into gate at gmail.com. Personally, Mitch underscore Lewis, Twitter and Instagram for myself. Maddie, where are you? Uh, at High Pitch Maddie on Instagram. Brendan, where are you? I'm at the Brendan Gibson. And Reese, where might you be, my friend? <laughs> I am right here at the Flying Gibson. And if you are a long-term uh, listener of Get Under Gate, you'll know that at the end of season one, we uh, did a a special sort of epilogue episode. We wrapped up the whole season and we broke it down. <laughs> what do you call it, uh, Maddie? The Rule of Sevens? Uh, rule of Sevens. Rule of Sevens. So, I mean, there's 21 or 22 episodes per oh, season. Oh, Rule, rule of Thirds, sorry. So what we're going to do is we're going to break <laughs> down uh, into the Rule of Thirds. What We got uh, Great. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Oh, that's good. Oh, there we go. Oh. I'm, happy. I'm mm. happy to roll with that. I'll roll with that. I, Mitch and I preferred. Great, not bad, and horseshit. But hey, yeah, that I'm willing to mix. Good, 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 how about, how about good, Hashtag bad, and that. Yeah. Yeah. Depends how you deliver it. Yeah. Obviously. Well, deadpan for you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back next week, not with the season premiere of uh, season three, but with a, a full wrap-up of season two. I know that tonight's episode didn't really sit too well with us. We'll find out where it uh, you know, ranks among the rest of the season. And what was the best? Because I know we've had at least two that we're saying, you know, sort of top of, oh, of the season yeah, as we three. went along. But that was that was earlier on. So uh, join us back next week for Stargate Sundays. Do a full season review of season two. GetIntoGeek.com Oh, yeah. So Hathor was invisible. Did we mention that? Was she invisible before? She was invisible in the first one. Okay. That's how she yeah. escaped. Yeah, she got out of the bath. She got yeah. Out of the tub. yeah. Somehow that protects her from being burned too. <laughs> mm. Horse shit.